Hi everyone, welcome back and we are here with our KGM studio and today I have a special guest that I'm going to be interviewing. She's such an amazing woman of God. Um, I met her through a woman's legacy retreat and gosh, she is just phenomenal to step up to even share about um, what God and Jesus have been doing in her life. So, you know, let's just get started. So Andrea, um, are you here on the call with us today? Yes. Awesome. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to have you, and um, I thank you for, you know, taking that um, step and just say yes and amen. <laughs> to, so um, one of the first questions I would like to know, and just if you can share with others too, like what was your life like before you knew Jesus? Sure. I actually met Jesus at a really young age. Um uh, and so I think, um, I could share mainly that my life had, I'd already had plenty of trauma. I lost my real mom at age eight. And so, um, yeah, things had already, you know, my world had kind of already fallen apart at that point. And so, um, being in church and going to vacation Bible school, stuff like that, was, uh, I think different for me than other kids. I think I felt more maybe needy or like maybe disillusioned already at some point. And, um, and I remember I was actually only 12 and we, I was at a vacation Bible school and someone actually talked about the bridge illustration where, um, you know, there's this big Canyon between you and the Lord now because of sin and, um, and I think at that point in my world, I was so aware of how imperfect I was and that I could not, I was pretty rebellious at that point and disobeyed my dad plenty by that summer. <laughs> and, um, and so I was, I was just really conscious of that. And I remember the preacher saying something like, you know what, if you were the only kid on the planet, Jesus would have still died for you. And he would have like made a way for you to be restored back to God. And I, as a 12 year old was so wrecked by that. And the simplicity, maybe, maybe now as an adult looking back, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that worked for me. <laughs> but I was, I think Holy Spirit just had already talked to me enough, you know, about um, just the conviction of sin. It's just, that's all Holy Spirit's work. And so I was really thankful. And I remember after them talking about that, I just like, uh, you know, they had ministry time and um, somebody just walked me through like how to, how to repent and how to invite Christ in, into my life. And um, it was pretty significant. That, so that was the summer of 94. And, um, and, the cool thing is it was really authentic. I think with some kids, you wonder like if they have real encounters with God, for me, it was very sincere. And, um, and I, I look back and I know because my dream life started at that point, I used to have a lot of dreams as a kid and I didn't really understand that when I was young. Um, I was actually really overwhelmed by it for quite a few years, but, um, but I knew, I, I knew that that was from God. It was very clear that like before I met Jesus, that stuff didn't happen. And then after I met Jesus, 
that did happen. Um, yeah. So, and I think people who, um, I don't know, friends I've met that also became believers at a young age, like it didn't always feel like, Oh, one day I was just totally different. Like I was still maturing and stuff. So it was like, Jesus was very present in my life, but things didn't always go as planned. And I still, um, there are ways that I met him in different ways as I got older. So we talk about that later, but (laughs) But yeah, I hope that that makes sense. It does. Are you able to interpret your dreams or people's dreams? That's a fun question. I, um, it has taken me, uh, being in different, um, church communities and circles to really, um, maybe get a handle on that. Um, I've been really thankful for people I've come across that also have that uh, gift and, you know, didn't think I was crazy, (laughs) but yeah, now um, it's a lot easier to interpret my own dreams. And, and honestly, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think I'm that great at interpreting others dreams, but sometimes I, the Lord will give me insight. Um, It just depends on the situation. Wow, I love that. Okay, I may have to call you to if I can't figure out my dream. <laughs> That's amazing. So what's your life like now after, you know, Jesus has walked with you in so many years since you were in during that time, 1994? Yeah, I feel like I've gone through like, maybe like different chapters of, of walking with God. Um I definitely had, I was so blessed in high school and college. I became part of, uh, it really was a Bible church, um, where I found a safe place when I was in high school. And I just had a pastor who loved the word of God and he was such a brilliant teacher. And I, I really did fall in love with the word and that was super cool. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to Greg Buckles, um, Mansfield Bible Church. Anyway, he was amazing and such a cool father figure and really taught me to read, um, basically like to never take the word out of context, like that, that God's heart was consistent, like from Genesis to Revelation and to like really become a student, um, of the word. And after having experienced that, like 16, 17, 18, by the time I went to college, I was super into that and um, also found churches in college that were similar. Um, and uh, I would say maybe the most significant next change was um, actually going overseas in college um, and spending time with, honestly, the Egyptian church. That uh, There was a group of believers I worked with in Cairo, Egypt, and they walked in the supernatural in a way that I just had not seen before. Um, I went, I partnered with a church where tons of uh, Muslim friends would have dreams about um, this one guy that pastored at that church. And they would be like, hey, I saw a guy in a white robe. He said his name was Jesus. And he told me to come and talk to you and that you would tell me about him. And at that time in my life, I just had never even heard of something like that happening, like, you know, nowadays. And, and I was like, you know what? That sounds a lot like scripture. (laughs) 
And so I think it was the first time I really encountered a group of believers that almost felt like the New Testament church and that they were so confident in, in God's ability to like, um, pastor people and like for Holy Spirit to really be who he is and take care of them and show them what they needed and all that. Um, and so it started this hunger in my heart and I was, I was already in my early twenties. I was like finishing college. It was my last summer before I graduated. And after that, I, um, and that was when I moved to Austin was after that. And, um, I became a part of a church here in Austin called hope in the city. And they, um, the two pastors there had lived in Indonesia for like 20 years before they pastored here in Austin. And they were so comfortable with the miraculous as well. And so they were, <laughs> they would say things like, of course, God still heals people. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, so um, encouraged and just, you know, they were strong in the word, but they also understood that like, you know, you could pray for someone to be healed and they could be healed right then. Um, one amazing thing that my pastor Ron walked in was like, if a woman was unable to get pregnant, um, for some reason, the, the way, um, it was like, take them to Ron. Like when Ron would pray, it would be like weeks later, they would get pregnant. And we were just like, Oh my gosh, God is cool. <laughs> and I think I just went into this season of like, Oh my gosh, God is who he says he is. And that journey of, really understanding Holy Spirit was, uh, was drastic. That was a big change in kind of my relationship with God. And, um, and I, yeah, I feel like ever since then, it's like, I've met almost like if God is a diamond and like every different part of who he is, is like a different face of the diamond. That's been my journey. It's like every, every time you get to know like a different part of God's heart, whether he's like Jehovah Rapha, who was the healer that I felt like in that season, I was getting to know God as the healer. And, um, you know, in other seasons, it's like, I've experienced him as like the God who sees like the one, the person who the only person on the earth who like really understands you and knows your pain or, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I just think that, God's really good at um, revealing himself, like in each season. And so I think that's maybe a good summary of how my journey's been. Like, um, it just seems like there's always another face of the diamond yeah. you know, that you didn't recognize before, didn't. Um, sorry, I'm getting so emotional, but in the. Uh, you're just like, how could there be like more goodness? How how could he be this cool? Like how how could he actually be this good? I think that's been my lifetime journey with him. Wow, that is amazing. And I love the fact you shared um, with those Muslim ladies who had a dream and saw um, a man in a robe whose name was Jesus. And it just so happened that I saw that same vision when we were at the legacy retreat of just this man in a white robe walking up to me, grabbed my hand. And I was like, I know that's Jesus. I felt it in the spirit. And so what that's just, I love that about the diamond, just how you um, just showed that example or just 
let people know God is who the one who he says he is, especially when we know his word. So um wanted to also ask you, like, um, I know we met through in the legacy retreat with the group. So can you tell me a little bit or share with the rest of people listening in um, yeah. what that group is about? Oh, my gosh. I treasure that group because about a year ago, I, um, Ronald and I connected actually just going to the chiropractor. <laughs> we were like both patients at the same clinic and, um, and we had just had a couple of conversations and the Lord just put me on her radar and said, Hey, um, do you want to come lead worship, uh, for the next retreat? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'd be so honored. And, uh, but I didn't really know what the group was about. I just kind of came in faith and was like, sure. Like, it sounds like a bunch of women, partying with Jesus. Let's do it. That sounds awesome. And, um, when I went out there, that, that was the retreat we did with, um, William Paul Young. Um, he came out as a speaker and, uh, um, maybe like 60 women, but it was just amazing to watch how Amy and Ronald create a space just for women to, be vulnerable and, um, express creativity. Every retreat I've been to, we've done some sort of like, um, almost like where you use your body movement to like spend time with the Lord or express things in your heart. And, um, so it's really felt like, wow, we're being really vulnerable in our souls. We're like expressing stuff with our bodies, um, we're also um, connecting with other women. It just, I think it's a place where people can really, really feel safe and also seen by each other and supported. I feel like um, the way that they partner with Holy Spirit, he, they just give God so much permission to, to encounter everyone in the room. And I was so undone the first um, retreat I was at. <laughs> I, um, I I was invited to leave worship, but it turned out that I basically got really messed up in the spirit and could hardly lead worship. <laughs> Friday, the first Friday night, I got so, so drunk in the spirit. I could barely play guitar, and I ended up just, like, surrendering to it. And then we had this like wild corporate encounter where other women like started singing acapella and it was just like the most beautiful. Um, I would say just um, like the, it was like the beauty of the Lord just like rested on all the women. I, it was, it was so incredible. I had never um, experienced anything like that. And I felt so safe and comfortable to be myself. It was like I could I could really be at my full wingspan. And every other woman had permission to be that way too. And so, you know, it's like it's in their title. It's called Wholehearted and Courageous. But it's just like they they like Rodeline and Amy have done so much work to to show up themselves as as their entire person. And then they just make space for every other woman to show up that way. And, um, you know, so it's, it's obviously like somewhat of a creative retreat, but 
definitely like for emotional healing and encouragement and um, really to encounter the Lord in that space where everyone feels safe. So we do, you know, worship and we do workshops and um, usually either we have a speaker that comes in or Rodlin and the other leaders will like each take a session and teach or something. But every retreat's been so different. It always depends on who comes to the retreat, like how kind of how everybody shows up. And then uh, and then also maybe like what topic we're we're going after. So I hope that's helpful. But I know we could talk about the most recent one that where we met, which was super fun. Yes, that was phenomenal. That was all divine of God for me even showing up because I was supposed really? I was I thought I was supposed to go to Cancun, but God turned my schedule around. He was like, You're going to Lake Tahoe. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's great. So it was just phenomenal to see how God moved in that place. And that was like, oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. And um just being by the waters, it was just so soothing and just I think he just wanted our time, you know, and having to give that time to him, it just brings joy in the spirit as well. Like I just felt the aroma of us praising him was just sh- something was shifting in the air. And I knew people were getting healed, um, you know, internally. That's the, pr- that's where I felt the presence of how God moved. So one of the things that I also was going to ask is like, what's one tip that you'd like to share with any of the listeners about who your Jesus is, who your God is? I love that question. Wow. Um, you know, I, I shared a little bit earlier about like having the gift of like having dreams and visions and stuff. And one thing where the Lord has really met me was, um, I think, um, in light of that gift, there was some really hard things that happened in my journey. Um, I really, um, at an early age began to really struggle with fear and, um, and I had some really hard, just weird experiences and didn't really know how to handle that. And, um, it got, it got pretty bad where I had almost like night terrors, like throughout my journey. And the thing I want to share is that, um, when, uh, this actually happened later in life. I was like in my mid twenties when I had a, a really significant shift in that the Lord met me in a very significant way where, um, I would just say he delivered me like from all my fears, but it wasn't just my fears. It felt almost like a generational um, change where like when I um, prayed into it, it was like, you know, this, this stops here. Like all this like generational fear, trauma, whatever's happened. It was almost like I was able to kind of close a door for my family and, and after that, the way that Holy Spirit showed up for me was very cool. It was almost like my dreams, um, went from like black and white to color and, um, and the Lord, yeah, he just taught me that, um, literally like that verse in Timothy where he doesn't give us a spirit of fear. 
Like that's not who he is. That's not his heart. And so now when I recognize fear, it's like real clear. It's like immediate. And, and I know that like God's voice sounds like the Holy Spirit's fruit. You know, and the, there's God always, or people always are like, don't trust your emotions. But I'm like, you know what? God's an emotional God. And in scripture, there are plenty of emotion words that he talks about. And a lot of times it's associated with Holy Spirit. And so the fruit of Holy Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and even self-control. And that, I feel like the way that God has taught me to steward that gift is that um, you have to remember that, um, that God made your emotions and, um, and that literally those fruits are the presence of a person. And so when you know how to almost like tune your ears to that, like a tuning fork, it's like, Hey, when I, when I hear God's voice, it should sound like the fruit of the spirit. Literally, like if emotions, you know, have sounds, I'm like, yeah, like we all know that. We all know what gentleness can sound like. And I think um, he's been training me up to really lean into that because he never wanted me to turn my emotions off. Like it would have been a lot easier for me to just shut off all those dreams and visions and just be like, oh, I don't want this. It's so hard to manage. And, uh, and he's taught me that I, I don't need to turn it off. I just need to learn to like discern basically good from evil and fear is not helpful. And yeah, we can, we can like feel afraid, but not submit to it. And so, yeah, in my journey, just understanding how powerful the spirit of love is and how much authority we walk in when we partner with love. Literally, it's like our agreement that changes atmospheres around us. And so tuning into that, almost like a, a radio channel, you know, that's like got a little bit of static, like the Lord like cleared up my static. And, and now, like, you know, when I pray for people or when I worship, like if I can tune that in for other people too, it's like I can invite people into that safe space with the Lord. Um, so yeah, that, I think having him teach me that stuff and like help me not give up on my gifts or not divorce myself from them or something that's, um, and I know you said about Jesus, but I'm like, Jesus and Holy Spirit are really good teachers and they, um, Jesus is that guy that comes in and like leans his head into mine and he's like, Hey, look in my eyes look in my eyes and like that spirit of peace will just come into the room. And if, if I'm looking at Jesus eyes, I don't have to be afraid because he can impart whatever I need. And if, um, and then it's like, it helps me remember like, Oh yeah, Holy Spirit's within me. Like I, I don't have to submit to anyone because Holy Spirit's the biggest guy in the room. <laughs> so that's been very, very helpful for me in my journey. Wow, that is phenomenal. I love how you just shared about looking into Jesus' eyes because a lot of us don't take time to do that, <laughs> you know, and that is the yeah. presence of his peace. And ooh, I I agree with that because sometimes when I, when I feel something that's not 
not quite right. I'm like, I don't have peace with this God. Like you take it. And so when I give it to him, oh man, it's, um, he turns things around where it's like, okay, now I feel the presence of the Lord here. So, oh my gosh, that, I just love how you just shared all those amazing testimonies and, um, what a phenomenal woman of faith that you became just from growing up and um, how you even shared with me, you lost your mom at the age of eight, but yet God was with you, you know, through this whole journey. And I know there's more to come. <laughs> and so, thank you so much for sharing your testimony. I'm so blessed and just grateful to have you on our call on our here at KGM studio podcast. <laughs> It's been a delight. Thank you so much for the invitation. You're welcome. Thanks again. And um and have a blessed day. Awesome. You too. Thank you. Thank you.